it went straight down the middle Then it started to hook just a wee wee bit And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day all right, it is time for another edition of Birdies, Bogies, and Biceps, my favorite part, the Biceps part, around the state of South Carolina. For the uh, Birdies, we welcome in George Bryan. I bring the Bogies and the Biceps, Rob Thames. Joining us, Rob, of course, from Tsunami Bar Sports. Great to have the two of them with us. We were going to have a third party join us tonight, George, but that will be delayed perhaps until next week. Let me welcome the two of you to the program. How are you, gentlemen? George, lead us off. Oh, couldn't be better. And I like days like today and the last couple of weeks. Wow. Beautiful spring weather. And we got lots going on. Two tour events. Boys, golf season kicks off. And before I get too excited, welcome Tsunami. Robbie, how you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic, George and Phil. Good to be with you guys again tonight. And uh, you're right, lots of golf going on. So I'm looking forward to hearing and talking about it. Absolutely. And so, absolutely. I feel sorry. Uh, uh, I start off. I hope I don't get a penalty before I even hit the first shot. But good friend, longtime friend, Jerry Martin, had him uh, ran into him today and gave him one of those short notice invites. Uh, and he kind of hesitated. He, I knew he had plans and. He said, if I finish dinner in time, he, he uh, apparently he's, he's in a rough place where he doesn't have cell service, so we'll tee it up next week with Jerry. But I did have the chance to mix it up a couple times this week with him, and uh, what we'll do is I love talking all sports. Golf's my favorite, but baseball close to my heart too. Tsunami Robbie, I know it's close to yours. Phil, I, I, my guess is you uh, – I have a special feeling for the ball, the the baseball as well. Well, I mean, it's bigger than the golf ball, so you would think it's easier to hit. And uh, <laughs> I was a career two forty two hitter with one homer and about six RBIs <laughs> in my career. More errors than RBIs. I don't know what that means when you – I don't know what my uh, – from an analytical standpoint, I don't know what my war is uh, and all that kind of stuff, but it's probably not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hey, not I'll tell you good. what, you can flat you can flat talk some baseball. Yeah, I love to talk it. I love to watch it. Absolutely. I nothing I mean college games are great. Nothing like going to a major league baseball game, man. Now Jerry, is he a uh is is he a golfer per se? Is is that part of the deal too? Is he oh, a big time golfer? Oh, I tell you what, he's sneak he's kinda sneaky good at golf and it, I think I can tell now, again, I go back with uh, Jerry Martin. I watched him play baseball. I used to oh, always got intrigued with anybody that made it locally, and he did, 10 years in the Major League Baseball leagues. And then what some folks don't realize is he coached baseball. He was a hitting instructor in the, in the big leagues. I don't know how much time he actually spent in the big leagues, but in minors, bouncing around different, uh, a couple of different teams, probably 20, 25 years. So his children, his boy Josh, and my boys grew up together. And so I, I've known Terry a long time, even before children, and love mixing it up with him about 
the commonalities in baseball and golf and what's harder to hit, the baseball or the golf ball. If you'd have asked Jerry two weeks ago, he would have said there's no question the baseball would. And I don't know if he'd say that in baseball circles or not. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what's really cool about baseball players, especially those with great hands, is they're magical in how they can make change. I guess that makes sense. Ball's always moving. you got to hit it up, out, in, over, always make adjustments. Well, not just Jerry, the other baseball player is really good. They make these adjustments, and his is magical, magical. In fact, he's he doesn't. I don't. I don't know that he would say he's got major league bat speed anymore. But I promise you, he's got major. He's got PGA Tour speed with a golf club. So it's kind of crazy how uh, how things go. And I don't know that he would want me to talk a whole lot about that because he's pretty gum humble. But, man, he gets fast through the ball. Tsunami Robbie, he is fast. Well, you know, we we know something about fast with these Tsunami products. Uh, that's what we try to do. We try to help people get that speed up. So I was looking forward to talking to him and just hearing what he did, um, you know, during his time to create bat speed. Maybe we can apply that to some of the things we do for golf and create some club head speed with golf. But uh, looking forward to talking with him next week. So here, here's the topic. I'm gonna open up with both of you, uh, Phil. You can't, you can't, uh, can't check out. Got to, got to stay. Mm. You got to stay locked. Locked right with you. So we were talking, we were talking about uh, where the speed comes from, and I'm gonna let him elaborate when he gets on the show. But we can kind of talk about the tsunami bar technology, and it's what I think from a golf standpoint. It's Major feature is the tension piece, and so this is what Jerry we were bringing up. I used to I asked him I asked him years ago uh, about bat speed, and he goes, "Well, for me, and this is kind of where it stayed." He said, "I had to have light hands, soft hands. If I grip tight, I I was slow." Now, tsunami Robbie, talk a little bit about. Uh, that tension and speed and how the tsunami bar can help folks understand uh, tension control when they use it. Yeah, tension is a speed killer in just about anything that we do uh, anatomically, uh, you know, starting with the hands. Uh, when that grip gets tight, it builds tension in the wrist and the forearms. It get, runs right through the elbows and gets into the shoulder girdle and as you try to sequence a move with a golf club and you try to get a turn, uh, that's going to be a little bit restricted. And, and uh, so you're not going to get shoulder and hip turn. And then when you try to turn around and release that, go the other way with the tension, it's just, it's just a slower release. It's, it's, um, it's just the way it is. And that's how we're built in the tsunami bar with the, uh, the technology, that live technology, being able to move that bar uh, with, with light hands, just like you were talking about, whether you're doing, the bigger bars with bench presses, you know, you need to have a grip, but you still don't have to have a death grip on it. And um, keeping that tension light uh, so you can explode and move fluidly through whatever sequence of moves you're doing, bench press, squats, lunges, uh, you know, shaking the bar in the different planes of motion that we do with the, with the multi-sticks, it all works. Um, so when you can build, when you can build that, that, um, that quickness of speed, the release of, of um, muscular activity into a particular motion that you're striving for 
and do it in a proper sequence with timing, uh, you know, that's what uh, leads to success in the athletic programs, whether you're hitting a baseball, golf ball, tennis ball, doesn't make any difference to um, tensionless speed. That's the way to go. Yeah, so the thing that uh, the tsunami bar, the very first thing Mike Ramsey talked to me about is the fact that you can still maintain your feel. It's an in-season. A lot of folks kind of shut down or don't do quite as much in the weight room with the tsunami bar technology. You can keep going right on through the competitive, even into the, the tournament season. And it keeps, because there's not as much muscular abrasion, and this is some Ken Taylor talk, David Abernathy talk, without, with less muscular abrasion, that's basically tearing of the muscle fiber. Uh, you don't have that recovery process, so you don't get the soreness. Then the, and when you don't have soreness and you can keep the feel, that's a pretty good combination. And the technology was invented in the Clemson weight room. And this might sound like a little bit of a setup, but um, Clemson, and it was invented for football players primarily, linemen, David Abernathy, it's 6'5", about 340 as a lineman. He and, and uh, another guy, Gordon Brown, invented it for to benefit linemen. So uh, the beef. But, however, in my, in my opinion, the greatest beneficiaries are going to be the skilled players, the ones that, that are handling and have to make, change direction. Golf, I think, is the great – the golfers are the greatest beneficiary. And we haven't even – we barely – it's barely known in the golf circles. I just mentioned Clemson. I just also got a little update on the PGA Tour where they're playing in Puerto Rico. And I did notice Carson Young – is in the lead at 14 under in Puerto Rico. Jonathan Bird fought hard to make the cut. So I didn't look throughout the depth of the leaderboard, um, but I like keeping up with those. Will McGirt also made the cut, or he was well inside the cut when I checked last. And then, of course, we have the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and I, I did not check that one as closely because didn't have any skin in that game, no skin in that game. Let me <laughs> Let me check it for you. Let me check it for you. One of my favorite names on the tour, Kurt Kitayama, is your leader oh, yeah. at nine under. Love that name, Kurt Kitayama. Can you say that? Can you say that? Can you say that four times fast? <laughs> Kurt Kitayama. <laughs> Kurt Kitayama. Jordan Spieth, seven under. Xander Shoffley, Corey Connors. They're at six under, and then some others. You got uh, Justin Thomas at five. Adam Scott at four. Scheffler at four, Cameron Young at four, Rom sixty-five yesterday, seventy-six today. He's at three. Rory's at two. Matthew Neesmith is at one, and Russell Henley's plus two. Morikawa plus three. Lucas Glover's plus nine. Kevin Kisner is plus thirteen. Hey, by the way, George Robbie, I played uh, one of my annual majors on Monday. It was the media day for the Heritage, the RBC Heritage, presented by Boeing. So we got a chance to play one of the great golf courses in the world, Harbortown, mm. which was just beautiful, guys. I mean, just beautiful. The fairways, the greens, um, the straw, everything was just perfect for, for people like us. Imagine what it's going to be like when the pros get there uh, in about 30-something days. But um, 
George, the things that are going on with the PGA Tour, and fortunately, the Heritage in Harbortown has such a great reputation, it's included with these designated events now. And the purse for the for Harbortown for the Heritage is over $20 million because it's one of those events. I mean, it makes that event even more special. But changes are a-coming. The PGA, well, it's it's been reported. I'm not sure the PGA's actually announced it, but they – they're making some major changes moving forward as an offshoot of what's happened with uh, Live Golf. And uh, how do you feel about it? Positive in your mind? I don't know details on such change. Sorry. Um, well, they're going to – Are you setting gonna, up a uh, – go ahead. Yeah, I was going to tell you a little bit about what they're doing. So uh, more of these designated events um, – Smaller fields, cutting the fields down to like 72. No cuts. Uh, no no cuts in the tournaments. Um, things like that. Things that they were – that the competition has been doing that the PGA kind of had turned its nose down towards. Now they're kind of ad- adopting some of these some of these things. And uh, to try and I get – I thought you were getting – I thought you were getting – excuse me for breaking in. I thought you were getting mm-hmm. there to – because of uh, being right down there, I love uh, Harbor Town. But being in the throes of the of the no, I thought you could uh, give me some news about Harbor Town that I didn't know about, which uh, wouldn't be a surprise. And they're not moving uh, the dates. That would be terrible if they moved the dates too far one way or the other, or um, altered altered the event too much. So you're telling me that they could cut the field of seventy players ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, This will start next year. They will no longer require top players to participate in certain events. The players, the four major championships, the three FedEx Cup playoff tournaments, and an additional eight designated events, which have not yet been announced, um, they will uh, will be those that they. So we'll not top in in certain events. Those will be ones, I guess, that uh, obviously they want the players to participate in. Um, the, uh, the commissioner says the tour will focus on ensuring purse size elimination of a cut and FedEx cut points distribution to sufficiently incentivize top performers to participate in the designated events. So there you go. That's what they're, that's what they're looking at doing. And of course, as I mentioned, well, um, they're going to cut the size of the fields down as well for the smaller designated event fields will not only uh, deliver substantial can't miss tournaments according to the commissioner um but also important intervals throughout the season so they're giving the players more time off so they are looking over at what the competition's doing and, and stealing some of their ideas i would say well right away anybody that's uh played professional golf really appreciates not having a cut in fact i used to have these these dreams where I played in a, a field that had, uh, and this is the example. I don't know why I kept dreaming this, but th- there was only 20 players in the field, but they paid 21 spots. <laughs> oh, <I can't. laughs> uh, because in most of the things that golf's always qualifying. I mean, even the greatest players to this day will tee it up and have to qualify. If they get in the mm-hmm. event, they still have to make the cut. So the, I can tell you one thing that um, I hope, at least the one that's connected to me, 
uh, I hope he gets in that 72 hole, uh, 72 hole event where there's no cut because one of the most disappointing things I've had to deal with is when players get, I get a call or email, I, I'm, yeah, I'm coming in, we're coming in Friday night. Well, hmm. it might be here, there, or wherever, whatever part of the country, and Wesley doesn't make the cut. So that's a little bit of a bummer. But bottom line is, I do think there's benefits to the four rounds straight through where, you know, players, they, they, uh, they invest a lot of time in their craft. So four stri- knowing that they're going to play four rounds, I think there's a, there's a great side to that. However, I think it's going to take the edge off uh, some, of, uh, some of the sharpness. I'm not so sure how that does for, the, for those in the middle of the pack, so to speak. I'm not sure that that doesn't promote more middle of the pack. Uh, live tour just because it's been out and they do it 54 holes i think that's pretty appealing i don't care for 54 holes quite frankly that's not enough of a test not going for that one uh, i wonder no what's what next for the said. pga what's going to be next for the pga well, tour they're going to start wearing shorts and they're going to start uh you know well, having, are, so uh, you know they're playing. already wearing they're already wearing shorts in the practice rounds so i wouldn't be surprised if uh if that happens and mm. but i will tell you i do believe strongly and this year we'll begin to tell out if we have some of the live, live players in contention playing late in the majors, as long as they don't change that format in the majors, I think the PGA Tour players and the European players will have a distinct advantage. Uh, the live players used to teeing off with music going, 10 o'clock shotgun start. <laughs> they don't do it that way at the U.S. Open, British Open or Masters. you got to sit on it. Just like Sheffield last year talked about him throwing up uh, huh. before the – at, before he's playing golf Saturday and Sunday, puking in the morning, waiting mm. for that tee time. I think that's part of golf. I'll miss that part. Not the throwing up, but the fact that these guys get that excited about it. So I agree. I just, I just wonder, uh, you know, guys, Robbie, I, you can jump in here too. I mean, I wonder about uh, how much you mess with tradition and how much you change things. I mean, you, you think you're doing things to modernize. In fact, uh, Live Golf took a shot at the PGA Tour with a tweet when the uh, story came out in the week. Live Golf tweeted out from their Twitter page. They said, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Congratulations, PGA Tour. Welcome to the future. Um, I mean, so my question is, I mean, I'm a traditionalist in all sports for the most part, okay? I'm, I'm good with doing some things, um, but, you know, golf has been such a tradition-laden sport for it, its eternity, for its entire existence, and uh, how much changing, how much messing with it is acceptable and, and how much is – when do you cross that line where you've gone too far and you start losing some of your longtime traditional loving fans? Yeah, I can jump in. Uh, the um, you know, I'll start with um, with the uh, tweet from from Liv about imitation as the greatest greatest form of flattery, and and if that tweet got to all three hundred thousand of their viewers for that <laughs> tournament that they just had, uh, it's more power to it. So, uh, but you know, I go back to the great CEO uh, Chrysler CEO when Chrysler was in the in the in the tank. Uh, Lee Iacocca, and when he brought that thing back to life, he made a statement that kind of stuck with me. He said, if, 
There is no such thing as maintaining. If you're not progressing, you're losing ground. Mm. Now, the PGA probably sat on their heels a little bit and uh, and kind of kept things the same for a long time. And, and maybe a tweak here and there, something different. It might not be such a bad idea. And when you get to, to some of the things that they just proposed, Bill, that you were just talking about, they are cutting or making a proposal to, you know, have these – fields at 70 72 maybe 80 players at the most but you can play your way in because it's not like a set 48 like they have on the other side of the fence you can play your way into these on the fly during the season with good play you can get into these tournaments so it's not going to be the same guys all the time on the flip side of that you can play your way out if you're not playing well and and, uh, you know in in those tournaments and preceding tournaments uh, you can be outside that fence. So it's not guaranteed who's going to be in or out uh, throughout the, the season for these designated events. And on the money side, you know, they've got the they've got the purses way up there. And they've tried to get it scheduled where these guys won't have to play or show up at events four, five, six weeks in a row. They try to space them out just a little bit so they can play three or four weeks and maybe take a week or two off. And um, so – I believe they're trying to tweak it to where it's not the same as as over there um, with the live guys. So I'll be curious to see how it goes. Bill, I'm just like you. I'm a traditionalist, especially with golf and baseball. Uh, you know, you don't mess with Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. I didn't like it when they put lights at Wrigley Field. I like it in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it's. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it goes. Um, but um, they're just trying to make it probably a little bit more – uh, advantageous for the sponsors that put up all the money to have star players there for for four days and uh, try to create a crowd and viewership uh, that can uh, that can benefit the sponsors as much as the players. So I'll be curious to see how it goes. Yep. Well, one of the yep. things With that uh, we, I I am very curious. I'll have the chance I think to run into Freddie Wadsworth. Freddie Wadsworth, PGA Tour veteran, and he won the 1986 Southern Open. Uh, he four spotted one of the few in the whole in the history of the tour to four spot. That's a Monday qualifier, and then win the event. So, I had the privilege of seeing Freddie this past week at at Wildwood. He, his Hammond team uh, won the match. Uh, so I need to congratulate the Hammond golf team for winning a, a first region match in uh, Skisa at Wildwood. Wildwood hosted the event, and I'm looking at. Maddox Poozer was the medalist with Pierce Hutchinson from Heathwood, runner-up. But what I'll do is I'm going to ask Freddie if he would join us. And then Jerry Martin, he uh, he's sorry he, did, he missed it. We'll get Jerry back on. But Freddie's a little bit of a traditionalist. I'd love to hear what his take is uh, about some of these changes with the PGA Tour. And But, you know, here's, here's what I think. Get used to change. And – at the end of the day, the PGA Tour and Live, what everybody's trying to do is react to what they think people like. Well, the golfers are a little bit different in their preferences. It'll be interesting to me to see how the crowds, what what happens with TV contracts. We all know that's what that's what has the final word. So I think uh, the game, though, is still as long as they don't change the game, as long as they don't make that ball make that cup a lot bigger or the mm. ball a lot smaller. 
then I think we're going to be all right. At the end of the day, the game's a great game. And, the, and usually the level heads, the good heads, and the hearts, that ends up uh, carrying most of the weight. So speaking of weight now, uh, fellas, we never are we still with the triple what is it the triple B and five when you check out after buying the tsunami bar technology. So go to the website and you can find that website. You can find it on the sports uh, say your website Phil before you shut us off. Sportstalksc.com, George. Sportstalksc.com. You can go right there and click on the link. And we got to uh, move on and play out. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you, George. Thank you, Robbie. Yes, sir. And thank you, Pat. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.